And like, why do I keep finding myself in the same place? And I would tell you like that because you didn't lean into it the first time. The universe is inviting you up to another level and you are running away. The opportunity of facing this thing and experiencing that pain, going through that resistance is the tuition that we must pay to get to where we want to go. Welcome to Evolve Leadership, the arena where high-achieving leaders are challenged to redefine their limits. My name is Angus Nelson. I grew up in the United States and I now live in Lisbon, Portugal. I'm an executive coach and I've spent my career advising and training leaders from startups to Fortune 500 companies. And here's what I've learned. An old, ineffective leadership framework will always keep you on a hamster wheel, consumed with work-life balance, burnout, and stress. Here on the show, each week we'll help you rethink the path to achievement. We'll help you discover new principles, new philosophies to the modern leader. Look, the world is relentlessly changing, demanding a new era of leaders. It's time to redefine your limits. So enter the arena, my friend. It's time to evolve. So Tim, I have this question for you. I was out with some buddy of mine uh, this morning having breakfast and we were talking about you know some of our life experiences. All three of us are podcasters. And in fact, at one point in the conversation, we're like, damn it, why don't we have mics right now? Like we could right? be recording this. It was a great conversation. And it, it came down to this is like, have you ever considered that pain is a gift? No, don't, don't go there, Angus, because... Pain is a gift is great when it's already past, right? If it's something that you had in your past and you're like, look what I walked through. But when we're in the moment, no, it sucks, right? And to have somebody say, oh, it's a gift that you're walking through. Sometimes right, you just right. want to punch them in the face, right? Yeah. And, and then that's like the conversation we were having is, yeah. you know, we're going back and forth, like how much it sucks when you're going through something hard, something challenging, something difficult. For so many of you who are listening, the economy is impacting your job or lack thereof. The politics of another political season are affecting relationships with family and friends. COVID's on the rise. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have to mask up. Like all this stuff is like underlying stress and pain and frustration and whatever else. And then you have family or a spouse and you know kids and blah, 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 blah. And it was Buddha has been quoted with this. I don't know if he actually said this or not, but this was like the best I could find on the old interwebs. It said that pain is a gift. Instead of avoiding it, learn to embrace it. For without pain, there is no growth. And this was the conversation we had this morning that the pain that most of us feel is actually resistance to things that we aspire and we don't even recognize it. So what are yeah. your thoughts on that? Yeah. And Angus, I, I think it's the, in the moment is the hardest part, right? Cause when we're walking through something, it just sucks. And I think the natural you know, human instinct is to avoid pain. Uh, but when it, when it comes as we're stepping into a new level of who we want to be and the leader that we know we need to, I think when we feel that resistance, 
If there's a way in the middle of it, we can embrace it as opposed to just have it be a good story of after it all happened, I realized it was for my good. If, if I think the challenge, don't you think, is reframing it in the moment? I, I do, but I also agree. Like in the moment, it's almost like you're kind of blinded by whatever's going on and you don't necessarily recognize it. But I will tell you, like for me, I know that I, f- I feel like I'm sensing a lot of that these days. Uh, we had a difficult year this year um, in our business when, like so many others, you know, the economy has impacted this or that. And for me, I did a, um, um, a tour. I met up with you in Nashville as part of it, you know, going to San Diego and Los Angeles and Chicago and, you know, doing all these events. And in the midst of that, Within just a couple of weeks, we lost six one-on-one clients, and then we had a seventh one who kind of graduated. But their businesses had all gone sideways or something you know, went awry, and suddenly they were like, I can't keep going on with this coaching, which is ironic because it's kind of like, this isn't this the best time for you to have coaching? But you know, they made their choices, and I've stayed in a relationship with these guys. They're amazing. They're awesome. And- what does that mean for our cash flow? What does that mean for our business? And I felt like I've been caught with my pants down. Like I didn't ask for this. I was looking at the books saying, this is going to be one of our best years. Look at how this thing projects out. It's going to be amazing. And suddenly it's all gone and we got to rebuild. It wasn't all gone, but you know, it felt like it. There was a lot of it that was gone. And my past was one of which I've lost everything in my life twice. Once when I went through my divorce and had to start all over again. And then again, um, when I had a business that went sideways, we had to sell our dream house. For those of you guys have heard in some of the other shows, I've told the story more in depth. But I've always had this like thing in the back of my head of like when things are going well, like, well, what if the shoe drops? What if it happens again? What if I have to sell the next house? And when I'm moving forward and I'm taking some risk and I'm moving into another direction, these are the kinds of voices that are, you know, potential. And so I've like given myself tools and I've been teaching myself like how to address how those things impact me. And and we'll talk some more about that. I'm sure later on the conversation for me, you know, meditation and, you know, emotional you know, addressing some of those emotions and energies uh, appropriately. But ultimately, when we step forward in this area, so here we are, we're going to have this awesome year, and something goes sideways, how do you respond? And for my wife and I, made a choice that every time we've gone through a super challenging season, there was something to be learned that we only got on the back end. We could look back and say, oh yeah, well, holy crap. Do you remember that thing? That's why this thing, and that's why this. And instead of like just trying to go to all the coping mechanisms of trying to, you know, sleep in, actually, I rarely sleep in when I'm really under stress. Actually, I, I wake up in the middle of the night and that was happening. I was having cold sweats and my brain wouldn't turn off and I'm just racing. And there were these feelings of panic or now what? And I would turn those into, no, I've been prepared for this. This is all I have to do is go make more sales. 
all I have to do is share my gift on a bigger stage or with more people. And I've been able to like turn some of those around, but in the midst of it, the resistance is painful as hell. Yeah. And I think to define that resistance, right? It's because we all feel it, right? When we're, when something is going wrong and there is an opportunity for resilience, right? There's that opportunity to grow that resilience muscle. Good frame. I like that reframe. I think it's huge, right? Um, and I would define it like this. It's just the internal or external obstacles and challenges or failures that leaders encounter on our journey towards growth and success, right? It's a, it's part of the game. It's part of the yeah. deal. It's the tuition we pay to graduate into that next level of uh, success. And, and it shows up like what self-doubt, um, time constraints, uh, scaling issues, uh, emotional roadblocks. You were talking about that, like stress yeah. and can't sleep and, you know, burnout, fear of failure, those kinds of things um, fill our subconscious. And like what you mentioned before, I think is important. If we've had it in the past, it can either be this knee jerk reaction of, uh, of avoiding that. I never want to have that again. And so yeah. we bail, like bail, bail, bail. <laughs> like we try yeah. to get out of yeah. The way and we cut that business, we we go to what we think is safe or it's a resilience muscle that we go. No, I've been through this before. This is just another one of those things that's going to get me to a higher mountain peak. Uh, but I think the reframe is everything. And, and Angus, how we respond makes all the difference, don't you think? Oh, gosh, 100 percent. You know, um, who was it? Uh, Swindoll's Charles Swindoll had said, like, uh Life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react to it, right? Like, so good. In that moment, your choice is everything. And the dark days that I had where I was staring out the window, I'm like, man, this sucks. And am I back where I started? Am I back here again? Like, those are the thoughts that have gone through my head. Like, here's Mr. Super Coach, the guy who's supposed to have all this shit together. And I'm like going through the darkness of night, having all yeah. the demons of the past, you know, pop up in my head. And I've had to like reframe this stuff. And I'm like, hmm, I feel that. And I also know that's a lie. Those things I'm sensing and feeling, they're not real. They're just the way my body has been trained habitually to respond to circumstance. But now I'm a different person. I've come to a different level of life. I have different skill sets and tool sets. And I started to apply those to where now my response to these things is so much more powerful. It's like, well, you know what? I just have to go back and sell. How do I get out of this? I go back and serve. Like, I don't try and control the situation. I don't try and manipulate it and manufacture some kind of expected outcome. Instead, I yield to it. I'm like, okay, in this moment, I'm going to be present. So there are a couple of things I'll tell you real quick that I, I've been paying attention to. Is one, what are the emotional responses? What are the physical responses? What are the psychological responses? And what are the relational responses that I've had in the midst of this? So let me back that up. Relational like how I'm engaging with my wife. In the past, I would get edgy, agitated, almost like I was blaming her for the situation I'm in. 
or for her not understanding the pressure I'm feeling like, Ooh, whatever, you know, the psychological, like, what am I defining myself as? Where am I finding my value? Do I feel like a bad business owner because things went sideways? No, everybody's business went sideways. Well, not everybody, but most people's businesses went sideways. Like I'm no exception to the rule. Like anything else would be arrogant and narcissistic. Like I'm a victim. No, hell's no. I'm not a victim. I have been prepared for this and I have marketing skills and messaging and sales chops and whatever else. Like I'm going to step into that. Then I get into the emotional side. It's like, how can I go into meditation right now? How can I use EFT, like transfer energy in my body into a different context? And then my physical body, like paying attention that when I feel my chest tighten and my, my breath goes shallow, where I can't even breathe, I know in that moment, my body is trying to take me into something where the next step is my brain goes into panic like fight and flight. And instead, the moment I feel everything tighten up, I just go, oh, I'm having an episode. Here's how I'm going to respond instead. And so equipping yourself so that you respond differently is the whole freaking game. And instead of viewing like all the setbacks and all the, the obstacles as like crisis and, and pain and, and uh, we need to, to like avoid, I'm leaning in and it's an invitation. It's that, like you said, calling up, like, uh, what was it? I think it was Jim Rohn that says, don't pray that things would be easier. Pray that you would be stronger. Yeah. I'm not going to go in the gym and try and lift, you know, a couple plates on the bar like you do. Like you've got like four plates on the bar. Like, this is easy, Nelson. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that because it's going to kill me. Because to me, that's too much. That's too heavy. I'm not yet strong enough. But if I instead go easy and now I can do like 22 reps, I'm like, that was a piece of cake. I don't actually get stronger. I have to put enough weight to feel resistance and then I get stronger so I can handle more. And this is the element of leading our lives that makes all the difference, prepares you and places you in a place of strength and fortitude, preparation for whatever you might face. That's how you become an agile and powerful leader. And Angus, I, I, I love, right, that as a leader in your space, we are faced with the same things, right? That you teach. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, and, and as a leader, everybody looks to you, right? And you can know things in your head, but when you are experiencing them in real time, what would, mm -hmm. what would you tell a client that's walking through a difficult season? It's like, okay, well, Hey, let's not do pain avoidance, which a lot of us do, right? We, we try to avoid pain. We try to numb out, you know, we try to, you know, distraction or drugs or, uh, Subnote: I was I was in a um, had a procedure done and I woke up from the anesthesia and there was a person right next to me. They were just like, oh, and it was so brutally painful to hear it because they were like, there's just a curtain. And then this person going, right. oh, and they just wanted the pain to go away. They're like, drugs, give me drugs. I don't know what their procedure was. I don't want to know. I was just heartbroken sitting in the other cell, like, give this man some drugs, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, yeah. But so many times when we're in the pain, we just want to avoid. Avoid, avoid, avoid. But like you had to do 
it asks, what does this make possible? Like this, mm. okay, this one avenue got shot, you know, shut down. What other avenues are there or what, you know, what is this, what new, what does this make possible moving forward? And if we can, if instead of pain avoidance, which I think is such a natural thing is lean into, okay, what are those external, what are those internal you know, things that are going on in our lives. And if we can, if we can target them and actually name them, I think it's actually powerful to move forward. Um, I, I want to clarify something, Angus, and l- let me know, like, I think it's important. And you mentioned this too, like there's internal resistance and there's external resistance, yeah. right? The yeah. external is like, you have a failure or a setback or, you know, economic downturns or, Team dynamics just go to pot, right? Or marriage issue, you know, arguments or separation, divorce, um, disconnection with kids, active nature, like a hurricane, you know, wipes through. Um, we were just here in Hawaii and Maui fires came. Yeah, <laughs> a pandemic, right? Those things are external things that come in. But I also think there's internal things. And you were mentioning this too, that we face um, pay, these these things like, um, self-doubt, procrastination, right? These things that come up internally, imposter syndrome, that we're feeling resistance. And I think having a reframe on each one can be really helpful moving forward. Am I right? Let me just pause for a second to say this. There is one trait that you will find in every successful leader no matter their industry, no matter their role. And that trait is action. And we wanna inspire ambitious leaders like you to bet on yourself and take action on those audacious goals that you see in your heart. That's why we created our 90-Day Accelerator. It's a results-driven, battle-tested framework designed specifically for high-performing leaders like you to get unstuck and propel you towards your goals. And in just 90 days, you won't even recognize a person you used to be. To be a part of this elite community, go to evolveleadership.org. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I mean, what I just shared with what I went through, so much of it is the internal correction the external I have no power over, you know, the clients have gone whatever direction they've gone and made the adjustments they needed to make for what they felt was best for them. I can't blame them. I can't accuse them. I can't whatever. Like, it's just a matter of fact, they had to do this thing. So they did what was best for them in that moment. So now am I a victim? What's my internal monologue? Am I weak? Am I broken? Am I like all the weird stuff that our brain loves to go down that like self-destructive path in the midst of stuff? Nobody wants to talk about it. You sitting there in your car or on your lawnmower and washing dishes. What are you listening at home? Sister, brother, you know what I'm talking about. Like our inner critic is an asshole. Like they just want to tear us down in the moment. Like the external tries to like show us the internal kicks. It's like, yeah, let's join the party. Let's have a pity party and lick our own wounds. But when we like choose to address that differently and we reframe it and we understand like, hey, this thing that's going on inside, maybe I've been telling myself a story for far too long and I need to change that narrative. 
And when I look at my childhood, or if I look at how I interacted with a teacher or a, a coach in eighth grade, like I can see things that I was challenged where I felt rejection or I felt failure. And some of those stories have haunted me for the last, you know, 50 years. Well, not that long, 40 some odd years. And I'm not that old. Come on now. If I allowed those to stay with me, then that's my fault. I'm the one who's carrying those things. And in the moment of just this last year, I've been able to like shrug off stuff that had I not gone through what I went through this year, I would not have addressed. They'd still be clinging on. Number two is like our business has made some shifts, you know, like we've gone into the corporate space. We're now serving women, not just men. We would have never addressed those issues had we not gone through what we went through. We would not made the pivots and the innovation. One of our clients, his business went through something similar. And I was telling him, hey, where are you at right now? Why are you coming to this call with that energy? He had this low energy. He's like, dude, I've never had debt in my company. And this is the first month in four or five years I've run in this company that we're actually taking debt. And I'm like, ah. Oh, how can you take debt? Are you kidding me? Like all businesses take on debt. You've been like, pat yourself on the back. You haven't been in this position. I'm like, but here's the second thing is, how can you just simply go make more money? And he's like, what? I'm like, what can you do in your business to simply make more money? And that was like a new concept to him. I'm like, you can't just keep doing things the way you've always done them. If you now what the experience you're having is not optimal, it's not what mm. you desire. If you want something different, then you've got to do something different. What could you do differently in your company? Your skills, your talents, your gifts, the value that you bring to your clients or to your, your audience. How can you respin it, reframe it, reshape it? And he came back uh, two weeks later and he's like, I've got this idea. And I threw it up into our audience and he has a big following, whatever. And a whole bunch of people threw their hands up. I was like, now, here's the next question. Will they pay? It's one thing when an audience says, oh, yeah, write yeah. that book, do that event, sure. do, you know, do, have this host. That, that's different than when they actually like, have to throw down some cash. And the next week, he launched this thing, and he had a cohort that he was like, I just need 12 uh, couples to do this thing. And he sold out. And then he sold out the second one. And he's like, I just put... Like, I don't remember what the number was, but something like twenty, thirty thousand dollars uh into their cash flow. And I'm like, all because you reframed stuff you were already doing and reshaped it for your audience. How creative can we get in our lives, our marriages, and our businesses when we're actually at a place where it feels like our back is against the wall, or it feels like I've got to do something. And I've got to do it now. In those moments, you will take action. You will experiment and you will innovate. I'm sorry. What yeah. were you say? No, I, I think there's a myth in leadership that some leaders, because I know I definitely earlier in my career, I definitely ascribed to it. And that was kind of the, you're either a great leader or you're not. Like you have what mm. it takes where you don't make failures, Right. Mm. Or when a failure hits, all of a sudden it hits your identity. It hits your self-worth. It hits 
you know, mm. do I have what it takes to to lead? And I think the best reframe is how do you take resistance and turn it into resilience? How do you turn that resilience muscle to to work for you? Because and it's backed by so much data. I was doing a little research on this, and it blew my mind that, that some of the most successful business leaders have had some big failures along the way, but it was how they bounced back. It's how they, they grew that resistance muscle to be able to innovate and switch and change. And it, it was in business and personal life. Like, check this out. This is crazy. Um, according to psychologist Angela Duckworth, she was talking about the individuals that have faced failures are 65% more likely to succeed long-term goals just because they created a grit and a tenacity and a reframe uh, on that. Couples who have been through challenges together actually are much more likely to report higher uh, relationship satisfaction just because they've been through something together. Yeah. Like they've walked through the, the crap together. They've I can attest to this <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They, and they came out on the other side stronger <laughs> i was gonna say our relationship has been so much more amazing even in the midst of this stuff because mm. we went through the stuff i'm sorry can't yeah. carry on i'm just like amen no, amen I, come on and i will preach. say for the same thing for for my marriage and I, you know i grew up uh in, in really religious context i was in a nonprofit for a long time and there was kind of this myth that you, if you're if you're really meant for each other, you won't have problems. Well, this is just a bunch of BS. Like yeah. you're growing, she's growing, that your your partner's growing. And if you are if you're growing into new people, it's almost like you're choosing to marry a different person every year because they're changing and you're changing. And when you go through this stuff, it's kind of like when you see those war veterans who like will go to reunions 20, 30, 40 years later and be so tight. It was because they've been through something. They've sat in a foxhole together, you know? And yeah. when people are, when we develop that sense of resilience, it creates that when resistance comes, we'll go, oh, I'm going to overcome this just like I did X, Y, and Z, right? This yeah. is not going to, oh, I'm going to learn and innovate from this. And that's going to create a new opportunity. Yeah. Uh, one of your clients, you know, it, one of the things he loved to say, the thing that changed his life was that phrase, what does this make possible? Oh, there's some resistance coming externally or internally. Okay, what does it make possible? What's the innovation? What's the new? Where is the universe steering me? What door is being closed so that another one is being opened? Damn straight. Without resistance, we can't and we don't grow. And I love what you just said. The, uh, I think it was a couple episodes or a few episodes before when we were listening to Stelzner talk about that phrase, what does this make possible? And that growth mindset, you know, comes as a result of going through the stuff. And I think a lot of leaders that we've encountered are freaking out or losing their minds because they just haven't gone through some stuff. You know, maybe they were super smart, super talented. They got through school without studying a whole bunch. They got through college and maybe things came easy to them. And now for the first time in their life, their business or their career is hitting a wall and they don't know what to do with it. And it's because they haven't flexed the muscles. They haven't lifted the weights. They haven't gone through the right kind of resistance, right? Of building 
their lives. And now all of a sudden they're facing real resistance, which is saying, hey, do you want to come up higher? You've got to flex some new muscles. You've got to address this issue and this issue and this issue. And if you have the self-awareness, if you have the emotional intelligence, if you're humble enough and yielded enough, that's an accelerant. That will take you from zero to 60 so fast if you will allow it. And so when we see these resistance things come in our lives or in our businesses and our relationships, that's where we can go to that place of growth. And the universe is tapping you on the shoulder and says, you're ready for a promotion. Come up higher. Yeah. Angus, you interviewed uh, Ryan Holiday, and he says something that is profound. He says, the obstacle is the way. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. love for you to unpack that a bit, because many times when we see obstacles, mm-hmm. it uh, freaks us out. I mean, it, obstacles come our way, and it's like Ikea furniture. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're trying to put this thing together. It's confusing. It's frustrating. And you either end up with a bookshelf or an emotional <laughs> breakdown, right? It's one of those things where yeah. where obstacles, we just want to avoid it. We don't want to go through the crap of putting it together or figuring it out or figuring what's next. We just want the pain gone. Yeah. But yet so many times when we're looking for success, when we're looking for growth, when we're looking to level up internally as a leader, right? To step into that new place of growth, it's like the universe puts an obstacle in our path. Like you mentioned the, the muscle building, something to grow us into that person, that leader that can handle that success. Talk about the obstacle as a way, because I think it's fascinating. Yeah. And without going into this whole book, you should check it out. It's a quick read, um, a bestseller on a number of different lists. And really, you know, the challenges and obstacles we typically see as something negative. But he invites it to, or invites the concept that these things are places of growth, places of learning, places of advancement, kind of like what we've been saying. And the idea that that obstacle that you're facing contains within it the seeds of your own development, the the, the solution, it's all baked into the experience of facing that resistance, facing that obstacle. And so he goes on and he says that, um, That's the place where you turn the idea of the obstacle on its head. And he suggested that you take a roadblock, an obstacle, and actually translate that as a path forward. Like, uh, I quote this all the time. Sorry to do it again. But Joseph Campbell said, in the cave you fear to enter lies the treasure that you seek. Right? Wow. And so when we face that resistance and it feels hard and it feels scary and we're scared spitless, that's the invitation is will you stay present in that pain? Will you stay present in that moment and absorb that pain to understand that that's the invitation? It's almost like that's the washing. That's the uh, cleansing. That's the education. That's the, I don't know what are the words you want to give it, but it's all these things. And so when you get to that place where you see the obstacles in our lives are actually places of leverage, they're stepping Mm. stones to achieve something greater. And the more obstacles you confront, the faster and further you're capable of going. That's the thing that encourages resilience. That's what gives you adaptability. 
adaptability. I said that wrong. It gives you the growth mindset, emotional intelligence, self-awareness. All of that is a product of going through the stuff. And if you'll push to confront those challenges head on, I love the, the illustration of the buffalo. Do you know the buffalo is the only species that when a storm comes, they turn and run into it? Because they really? know on the other side comes faster if you get through it. Wow. Wow. All those species will try to run away and they run with the storms or they run sideways and the yeah. storms just stay with them. Like the buffalo will turn and run into it. Like be the buffalo. I don't know. That metaphor breaks down on the rest of our story, but be the buffalo. And so now your new routes of success are found through the storm. Yeah. No, it's about embracing it, though. But I think the reframe, if, if we can see it as this is the vehicle to get us to the next level, and it'll go faster if we embrace it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. The more we try to run from those external or internal resistance, I think the more we're going to deal with it, right? The more we're going to be subject to it. We're going to be a victim to yep. the economy or, you know, my partner or, you know, the other things. But the more we can take radical ownership of our end and we can lean into and embrace the challenge, knowing that we're growing in the process, I think it's faster on the other end. I, I, or maybe put it this way. I don't know if we can make it faster. I know we can make it slower by <laughs> yeah. avoidance, coping, yeah. numbing. Yeah. Right? Great reframe. Great reframe. We make it longer, harder, even more painful if we avoid. Yeah. And that's, the, that's that thing where you kind of go around the merry-go-round over and over. And you're like, why do I keep finding myself in the same place? Why am I back in the same thing? And I would tell you, like, that's because you didn't lean into it the first time. The universe is inviting you up to another level and you are running away. The opportunity of facing this thing and experiencing that pain, going through that resistance, is what you said. It is the tuition that we must pay to get to where we want to go. Every one of us have this dream, this vision, this capacity, this ability, like Superman. But we just play Clark Kent. If I just mm -hmm. blend in, if I just don't stand out, if I just like go about my business and I just live on, you know, auto, I'm going to be fine. But your intuition for you leader who is listening to this right now, your intuition is saying, you've got more in the tank. You are capable of more. You have these dreams and these visions of things that you know you can do, but for whatever reason, you won't give yourself permission to pursue. And what if the invitation of that resistance is the very next step you have to take. Maybe it's a conversation with a boss or a leader or some other person, an investor, and you're like scared spitless. Maybe it's a, an agreement you have to come to with your spouse, your partner. Maybe it's a, um, um, a paper or a book you've always wanted to write and never did. Maybe it's you just quitting your job to go do the thing that's in your heart. Like, I don't know what it is for you, but I know there's something that you can do to take a step in the right direction. And the next step after that will be revealed. By the way, I'm not telling everybody quit your job 
and not have a backup plan or not have a next plan. I'm saying actually get a plan of what to do. One of our clients just shared with us this week that he actually burned the bridges. He quit a job he'd been working at for years and he'd saved up a bunch of money. He could probably be fine for the next year if he needed to be, but he wanted to do something different, knew he had to do something different. And he was on burnout and addiction and coping mechanisms and other things were kicking into gear. And he was like, I can't keep doing this. And he joined one of our programs and here we are four months later. And he's like, you guys, I don't even remember that guy. I'm so thrilled that everything that I've wanted, everything that I was desiring, everything that I had hoped for wasn't out there. And he pointed his hands to his chest and he said, it's always been right here. Like he got it. That the power that is within you is capable of so much more that if you will just yield to that, and the only way you're going to discover it is when you push through the resistance and see what you're capable of. It's almost like we have to see ourselves prove to ourselves. Like, I got this. I can do this. And then once you get it the first time, the next time you face a resistance and you're like, well, I got through that last one. I'm going to get through this one too. And then you get to the next one. You yeah. get to the next one. And now you're getting stronger. You badass mofo, like you, come on, let's go game on. And so the people who are pursuing into places of growth, a place of increase to get through that glass ceiling, to get past that hurdle, that plateau, whatever phrase you want to give it is on the other side of you pushing through the resistance. So if that's you, today's your invitation, your reminder that A, you are not alone. Every one of us who have gone to greater heights had to go through this baptism by fire. And the reason why most people aren't experienced their optimal selves is because they shy away from the resistance. Number two is the resistance is your friend. It's your guide. It's the universe inviting you. So you are safe even if you feel like you're not. And third, we are building a community of people just like you listening to this podcast, those that have gone through our programs, like we are creating this culture of leadership that is evolving, growing, expanding, and experiencing something better and new, something for a modern world, for a modern time like this. And it's all on the other side of resistance. Tim, I'll give you the final word. Yeah, and so my friend... If you are facing this thing, man, you're not alone, right? We're all going through this stuff. We're all facing as leaders these internal challenges, these external resistance, and we're growing muscle. We're stepping into that new next level person as we embrace the change. And if you have a story of resistance that you've walked through, we want to hear about it. So go ahead and message us. We're really excited to to walk through with you to see those next levels, uh, you step into those next levels. And if we can see that the obstacle is the way, it can help us turn away from pain avoidance and lean in to let that resistance become resilience in our lives. See you next time. As we wrap up another episode of Evolve Leadership, thank you so much for taking time to invest in you. If there's to be any sustainable growth in your company or even in your relationships, 
you must grow first. And it's what I love to do for leaders, to help them grow, to challenge their thinking, sharpen self-awareness, to instill an unshakable confidence, and ultimately upgrade their sense of self. And we do this through our proprietary method called Agile EQ+, where we're leveraging agile leadership and emotional intelligence. We provide our signature training for individuals and for businesses, we've designed a unique curriculum for company-wide learning and development. If you'd like to learn more about our training or to schedule a call, you can simply go to evolveleadership.org. And until next time, stay driven, keep climbing, and never stop evolving.